2: Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast dedicated to fashion, the art of living well, and all things beauty. I'm your host, Dr. Shirley Madere, your purveyor of this definitive source of living a beautiful life. This week's episode is dedicated to clarity. And today's topic is part of the anti-aging series, Right Mind, Right Life, Beauty and Brains. That said, they also say that you can choose your state of mind and that if you choose your state, you can change your life. Today, I'm speaking with Dr. Rebecca Siegel and Ms. Donna Lawani. They believe that if you change your brain, you can change your life. Dr. Rebecca Siegel is an adult and child psychiatrist currently at the Amen Clinic in New York City where she works with Ms. Lawani, who is the director, clinical director, at the Amen Clinic in New York. And Dr. Siegel specializes in the assessment and treatment of anxiety, mood disorders, and attention deficit disorder. I am particularly impressed with her and their holistic approach to brain health. She has a special interest in issues confronting women across all ages, and she's the mother of three teenage daughters. She currently lives in New York City. And as I mentioned, Ms. Donna Lawani is the clinical director of the Amen Clinics in New York City. Welcome, Dr. Siegel. Welcome, Donna, if I may call you that. Dr. Siegel, what motivated you to go into medicine?
1: Well, first of all, thank you for having me here. It is a pleasure, an absolute pleasure. Um, I am the daughter of a physician. My dad is a neurologist. So that's the answer. (laughs) Part of it, yes. So I always, I enjoyed hearing his stories when I was a child. And I loved knowing that, um, you know, this was something that I could possibly pursue. Um, and it took me a while. I went back to med school at 29, which was a a definite, um, a dream for sure. I had
2: children along the way and getting it done, but (laughs) I, I got it done. Good for you. And why psychiatry? Why study the brain and emotions? I mean, that's just such a vast, enigmatic field. Why did you choose psychiatry and the brain?
1: Well, like I said, my dad is a neurologist, so yes, I'd always known about the brain, but I also was so very interested in emotion. And trying to understand you know, all facets of why people were anxious or why they could be depressed, or and what you know, every way that that could happen, whether that was biology or whether and genetics or whether it was environment, yes. things like that.
2: Yes, and ultimately you found a lot of the answer lies lie in the brain, but more on that later. Donna, what motivated you to work at the Amen Clinic and to work with the brain and moods and anxiety, et cetera?
0: I always had a fascination for brain health and education. I think that was so important in empowering us to take better steps, to live healthier, to live happier lives. To optimize our health and wellness, so for me, you know, it seemed a natural step, and I had learned a little bit about Dr. Daniel Amen and his book and Change Your Brain, Change Your Life, um, while I was doing other work in teaching yes. and running other programs. So it was just, it was very powerful, it, of basically seeing new insights on how people think, how they feel, how they function and seeing brains walking around <laughs> inside
2: of people. So. You know, they, they, people often ask me, well, you're a plastic surgeon. Do you see, you know, like facial deformities before you even get to know people? And sometimes, you know, some things are pretty obvious. The both of you must see brains, right? <laughs> That's pretty cool. So if we, let, let's dig deeper into brain health and what, some of the things that can take away from that as well as add to that. So if we eat well, and we exercise appropriately, and we try to live the best lives possible and think positive thoughts, why should we even consider brain health? If we're doing everything else right, why do we have to look at our brains?
1: Well, these types of things, diet, nutrition, exercise, sleep, they are so important for brain health. I mean, besides being important for your body, what, yes. you know, what we do affects our brain. And yes. that's what people need to understand. And not everybody understands that. And that is our sort of role to educate people. Yeah. And using spec scans is how we show them um, certain you know, areas of, of their brains that, um, you know, are functioning well, or functioning not well enough, or functioning a little too too actively. So right. that that's how we start using spec scans to help people make diagnoses and to treat them.
2: Yeah. I would agree wholeheartedly with that and I have to say I'm a patient (laughs) and um, what brought me to you at the Amen Clinic was that I you know this was my year of total holistic fantabulous health and wellness and I'm looking at everything else I'm looking at my thyroid and look at my hormones I'm looking at my eyes and I stopped and I asked myself well you know I'm spending a lot of time digging deep and looking internally but I'm missing a very important organ and I thought I need to go look at my brain. And I'm a student of the of IIN, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, and that's when I first met and heard Dr. Amen give his lecture on the brain, and it was so compelling, I thought, okay, I'm going to make an appointment but we'll talk about a little bit about that later because I'd love Donna for you to explain what happens when someone comes in. It is yes. it
1: is incredible when you can show somebody, you know, how their brain is functioning. Yes. And spect scans they are amazing for validating for explaining discovering you know, discovering It's pretty fabulous. I've had people burst into tears. I've had people, you know, thank me profusely for showing them why they feel the way they do and, you know, and then it becomes how do we help them to yeah. feel better?
2: Yeah, it is part of looking for the root cause Right, if you're not feeling well and and you're not crazy, right? There there's there's a cause, there's always a reason, and looking at the brain may have the answer. I, it's compelling information, and I hope lots of people can take advantage of that. So let's let's talk about the brain a bit more. I do believe that in order to truly live a holistically well life, that you have to look at your brain. It's part of the whole system. So what can we do um, as lay people without a spec scan or without a consultation? What can we do on a daily basis to improve our lives and improve our brains.
0: I think this is part of the field of anti-aging yeah. and starting early, thinking about surrounding ourselves with a healthy community and you know I've heard from Dr. Eamon say find the healthiest person that you can stand
2: and be around them.
0: <laughs> Form your tribe I love with her, but I can't healthy stand her. <laughs> people from inside and out yeah. with like-minding activities. Find your passion. Find your purpose. You know, if you want to live a healthier and happier life, you know, developing a connection for activities with your children, with your spouse, with your friends is a really important one. Staying active is crucial for brain and for body health and wellness. So we see this as anti-aging, but it does affect how you think and how you feel. And you know, so this elaborate circuitry of our brain system, find another clinician too that's aligned in your community, someone that can work together with you. We certainly support and connect and collaborate with other coaches, yeah. both in the clinics, outside as a global network. Find someone who's brain system oriented yeah. to think about your unique brain health type you can do other assessments just like we do here in here in the clinic right that even without neuroimaging can give us a better understanding for what you may need to optimize
2: right and everyone is different obviously
1: well so- community is just incredibly important it can lift people up out of depression it yeah. can calm anxiety finding like-minded people even finding people who are not exactly like you right. can be educational can be can improve your well-being in every way or change
2: your perspective and enlighten you in some way agreed so speaking of elaborate circuitry of the brain it's been said that no one uses their brain maximally or optimally. Do we really understand enough about the brain to be able to say that we're using only 3% of it or 50% of it, et cetera? How can we actually maximize that function if we don't know what we're using? I mean, I guess we can
1: do things that we know will improve especially the blood flow to our brains and our body. That is incredibly important and there are many things that we can that we can do to improve that yeah. which many of which you've already mentioned yeah. but should, should definitely be restated and reset you know and, and you know gotten out to the, the wider population for yeah. sure things like like you said diet and nutrition yes. so important so many people really are so unaware of what they're putting into their body affects their brain yes. in, in every way yes um, things like uh, Sleep. Sleep is also incredibly oh. important. You know, if you don't get enough sleep, how could you be functioning optimally? Right. We really need to emphasize that there are so many stressed out people and people whose lives are incredibly hectic and busy yes. and have children and have of jobs. Course. But trying to figure out how to improve sleep is beyond important.
2: Yes, I agree with that. It's, you know, it's really interesting because there are so many people nowadays with the whole you know, wellness boom just everywhere that people are thinking about how they're eating and what they're putting into their bodies, but I still think there's a little bit of a disconnect between getting enough sleep and how what we're eating and what we're not eating and whether or not we're sleeping well is affecting our brain. so it's fascinating to me you know that this marvelous organ that sits you know up top that's you know connected to the higher power, if you will, sometimes is forgotten in very very basic um, routine. So speaking of foods and eating well, are there certain foods that can improve brain function or is it different for everyone?
0: It's So important, eat across the rainbow. You know, eat healthy and fresh foods wherever you can. You know, we try to encourage people to think about, you know, the rainbow, whether it be from the nuts to the berries to vegetables, healthy and fresh foods, from meats, getting enough kind of protein, whether it be meat or plant-based proteins. So
2: eating according to the colors of the rainbow, make sure that every meal has several colors. Yes. Got it.
0: Being cognizant of what we put on our plate is an important one too, and can influence our children and yes. our families with some healthy lifestyles and habits. Because the food affects how we, how we feel, how we can sleep.
2: Right. Well,
0: mm-hmm. it's a
1: complicated topic for yeah. sure, and certainly <laughs> yes. for women and for girls, and for a mother of three yeah. girls, yes. it's definitely really important how you show your own uh, body image and how that relates oh, yeah. to you know transfers to your to your kids of daughters course. as well as sons
2: yes of course um,
1: and it's it's so very important to have a a positive body image yes not always easy
2: no not always easy what what do you teach your three teenage girls about body image and brain health are they related
1: Well, I, I do try to teach them to be healthy yeah. and that means healthy in every way that healthy diet nutrition healthy. yes healthy meaning exercise healthy yes Exercise for me, besides being great for your body, yes. it definitely calms. It can calm anxiety. Yes, it can you know release the anti stress hormones cortisol, so that you yes. do feel better. Right, and serotonin things think you know things that are so important to help you feel better. Right, lift the mood, decrease the anxiety that so many people feel these days for sure,
2: especially in a big city. And so, what if I'm just saying some people don't necessarily get in the whole organic fresh foods or don't get in the proper amount of exercise, even though that's different for everyone, are there any supplements that can help? Are there supplements that you would recommend, although everyone, again, is an individual and is different, but are there supplements in general that would help to improve brain health?
1: Absolutely. I mean, we recommend almost everybody a daily multivitamin, yes. omega-3 fatty acids, so b- vitally important for improving and maximizing brain uh, blood flow to your brain and your body. Absolutely. Um, the other thing is, it's very important to check certain levels of, you know, um, vitamins and, and hormones in your blood yes. to know if things are if you are deficient in any way. Things like vitamin D, like yes, is inc- so incredibly important. And hormones, hormone levels in women, yeah. estrogen, things yes. like that, progesterone, even yes. testosterone yes. can wreak havoc, you know, on yeah. on hormones and acne and girls and right. women and things right. like that. Yeah. And, Certainly, you know, talking about menopause and talking about, you know, menstruation and things like that, that the hormones are on a wild ride.
2: Isn't it very interesting that we talk about those things mostly as they, uh, you know, apply to the female gender? And yet the word men is in both those words, menopause, menstruation. I mean, what is going on? (laughs) I think they get affected. I think they (laughs) get affected, too, but nobody likes to talk about it. (laughs) So you see in the clinic, you actually see before and afters of, of people's brains. You take pictures at rest. You take pictures when they're focusing on an activity. Um, and you actually see differences many times. So then you um, make some recommendations and have them come back for follow-up. And can, do you really believe that you can rewire the brain with lifestyle changes, such as eating well, exercise, you know, surrounding yourself with positive community. Is rewiring really possible?
0: We believe so, and we see those transformations happen every day at the clinic. So when folks are coming through, it doesn't happen overnight. Of course. We have to scaffold for different steps and change in our lifestyle, healthier habits, you know, but it certainly helps us to be better armed and equipped with a brain healthy or what we call like a brain warrior tribe. Yes. You know where it's aligned to help us meet and achieve those goals, and also to kind of help us map out. We also use some other tools like the one-page miracle. Mm-hmm. When you think about what's important to you, your, whether it be your family, aspects of your finances, your career, for right. your children, their education. Yeah. You know what are components that you can remind yourself every single day that help you stay on target. Right. With Things that those you're grateful topics. for. Yes, yeah. gratitude is such an important I
2: agree 100%. You know, there's some neuroscientists who believe, I was reading in a, in a paper recently, that there's some neuroscientists who believe that if you negatively compare yourself to others, or if you watch uh, bad news or, or negative news on the TV every night, that those things can actually negatively affect your brain. And that it, they decrease mental clarity and they decrease focus, so are there other things that would decrease, potentially decrease brain function or your ability to focus and and fu- and function optimally?
1: Well, absolutely. So the uh, important part of the brain that we're looking at is the in, within the frontal lobe or the, pre- the prefrontal cortex, yes. which is involved exactly with attention and focus, executive functioning, planning, organizing, um, involved with impulsivity, impulse control, things like that. And right, the. Along with some things called you know, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder (ADHD) um, in children, but also may persist into adulthood as well. Mm. Things like um, traumatic brain injuries, things like that, can tremendously affect the your your prefrontal cortex and how you focus and how you um, attend and in your attention. Things yeah. like that. So that it's so important to. Yeah you know, make sure you're protecting your brain and your right. body. Absolutely. So you could
2: have fallen on your head 10 years ago and not realized that that is actually affecting you as an adult or 10 years later. It can
1: be chronic yeah. trauma, it can mm-hmm. be acute trauma. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And yeah. that's the other reason we, you have to be very aware, of, even in your kids, yep. you know, what they're doing with their, how they're protecting their brains. Right.
2: And trauma can also be, and correct me if I'm wrong, trauma, traumatic, can also be stress. High levels of either acute burst of mad, crazy stress or chronically slow burn kind of stress. That is also traumatic and obviously has effects on the brain and changes the brain. Would you agree? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it's serious. You know, the the emotional centers of your brain, the deeper limbic system, as we say, um, chronic stress, acute stress can lead to huge changes in the, those certain areas that are, um, you know, can, may lead you to be, to have post-traumatic stress disorder, right. things like that, or, or to be chronically depressed, right. and, or, you know, have terrible, de- debilitating anxiety,
2: right. things like that. So we have to protect ourselves and our children, not only from physical trauma against the, um, the head and the brain, but also emotional and psychological trauma. Yeah. Okay. So I do personally believe that there is a brain... Uh, brain gut beauty you know speaking of the microbiome i, d- I do believe of that there is a brain gut beauty connection so in lay terms how can you uh, explain that to our listeners what is the relationship between uh, the brain and the gut and beauty or the brain and beauty besides you think you're beautiful and therefore you are <laughs> which is true if you think it it's true <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the
0: gut is the second brain, and we really believe that it drives the heart—you know—hardware and engine for yes. our brain. Yes. So, considering that we have neurotransmitters in the gut, this is why we think about the foods as a form of healthy fuel, but also looking at vitamin deficiencies. So, where we can supplement, and and where it may be supportive to create another healthy. Better environment for healing, so yeah. that's where we also say for people coming in for optimization health later, how can we then further optimize? Right. So we do address the microbiome and the gut health. So if people do need other pro, you know, probiotics right. as well to help, um, we do see a lot of clients that have from chronic fatigue syndrome to they've had toxicity and infections. Um, We're again over over antibiotic use too.
1: Mm. Yeah. So. I, I kind of think we're at a, a grab-and-go society. Yeah, it's oh, it's not al- always easy right. to That's you right. know make a healthy meal every right. meal of the day. Right. And but you can make smart choices. That's true. You know, even if it is fast yeah. in quotes, food, <laughs> right, you can make much better choices to help your. You know, if you're if you're, if you're gut is not feeling good if you're eating too many carb-related foods or sugar foods, you're not going to feel good. And that's not going to help whether you're a child, you know, when you need to go to school and you need to function all day and you need to, you know, be learning and you know, thriving and things like that. So it's really important to make good choices. And parents have to help their kids to make good choices. Oh, my gosh. It's not always easy. Not
2: always easy. And I have to tell you, that's something that I struggle with. I am just a (laughs) carbivore, carnivore and a carbivore. And it's really challenging. I'm trying to be more thoughtful about my carb choices because I obviously don't metabolize them well. I tend to hang on to those. Um, But yes, it's true. We We can all be armed with the information and the knowledge to make better choices and then you know they say pain is a part of life but suffering is a choice so you know at least we have the information to make the proper choices
0: you've just listened to part one of forever fab podcast please stay tuned for part two coming up next